Hello, sexy nerds of the Nerd Imperium. Welcome to this week's episode of the Currently Nerdy Podcast. We are your inner conclave of nerdum. My name is Diz, and I am your pop culture and sports nerd. Ali? I am only your classic nerd. Yeah, I'm being your comic book nerd. Listen, motherfuckers. Spoiler alert from yes. this moment on. All you motherfuckers listening now. All the spoilers. All the motherfucking spoilers are coming. We're spoiling next year's Super Bowl. We're going to spoil the NBA Finals. We're going to spoil uh, who wins next year's Best Picture Oscar. These are, these uh, it's going to be a white director's movie. <laughs> you can take that to the bank. The night is dark and full of spoilers. Yes. We're spoiling Game of Thrones. Or at least the episode is dark and full of spoilers. I swear. Yeah, this episode. So, look, if you haven't seen Endgame or you haven't seen the last episode of Game Episode. Yeah, just just skip it. Come back to us later. Yeah, we'll be here. You could you could listen to our wait patiently. Yeah, wait like a faithful lover. Exactly. <laughs> just listen into us later once you're ready to take in all the spoilers. Do we just jump right into it? Let's just jump right Let's into jump, it. Okay. So, because there's a lot to talk about. Yeah, there's a lot. This it's weekend, two big things. This weekend was big for it's us. The weekend of the Starks. Yeah, yeah, huge weekend for the Starks. Um, first, we had uh, Avengers Endgame happen. Yep. Right, so I think we're gonna spend the f- the first half of Let's the podcast talk, uh, on Endgame. Uh, about Endgame. Um, personally, I enjoyed Endgame a lot. I thought uh, it it was great. It gave like catharsis to like the first few uh, phases of Marvel. Yeah, like it was. I sat there the whole time watching the movie, um, just like on bated breath to see what was gonna happen next. Bated breath. Did I use that right? You did. That's why it surprising. <laughs> ah, yes. We used Dick Down last week. I have to use something for good this I did, week. I did use it. Uh, but for me, this movie was more emotional than any of the other Marvel movies. So I have to preface this. So Thursday night, me, Ali, and my cousin Haroon went to go watch the movie. Like, late at night, Late at night, like 10 p.m. We went to, to go oh, watch the show. It's 10 p.m. for you guys now, huh? I'm well, old. you fucking get out at 1 o'clock. Yes, so it's hit, late. It was when we hit our 30s. I'm old, man. Yeah. But, yeah, so we went to go watch the movie, and uh, I didn't feel well. So, like, I left. I left during the fucking Star Wars trailer, which is the last trailer before the movie Explain started. Explain why you didn't feel well. What did you eat that day? Okay, so in the morning... I had a uh, prepare to be disgusted Greek breakfast burrito. I know it sounds delicious, right? No, nope. what makes it Greek? So it was a breakfast burrito. So tortilla. Uh, inside the tortilla was uh, y- a gyro meat. So yeah. beef and lamb gyro meat. Okay. Um, we had some tzatziki. Okay. Okay. Uh, a little yogurt, cucumber, mint yeah, sauce. You know, uh, some hash browns. Okay. <laughs> feta cheese. Uh. And then I put tapatio on that bitch. Uh. And yeah. what else was on there? Eggs. Oh, yeah, and eggs. That's what made it uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. It was eggs. <laughs> eggs with feta, tzatziki, and tapatio. Yeah, I forgot about the eggs. Mm. <laughs> That's oh, important. That's wow. what made it a breakfast burrito. And it was wrapped in a tortilla. Wrapped and a tortilla. wrapped in a tortilla. Look, man, it tasted fucking delicious. Yeah, well, did you learn something? I learned not to mix those flavors. <laughs> yeah, yeah I mean, technically, antifreeze tastes sweet. <laughs> grape it juice, right? It kills you, yeah. So. It's supposed to taste like grape juice. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I've never had been, it. That's, never what, had that's antifreeze. what has been said. That antifreeze t- has a sweet taste to yeah. it. Uh, that's why people, people don't know when antifreeze has been put in someone's drink. What was it? Yeah, the... and they're worried that, like, that's why they, like, don't, if it drips on the on the floor, like, um, mop it up because, like, if a dog... Yeah, animals will drink animals it. Animals will drink it. I saw a pigeon the other day drinking... Antifreeze? I don't know if it was antifreeze, but it was clearly a puddle from a car. Uh, I tried to chase it away, but it was very adamant in killing itself. So yeah, like, hey. it's in pigeons. Pigeons and seagulls, I give a pass to on occasion. Dumb as rocks. Oh, these fucking V's, like, giving passes to pigeons. Well, they're rats of the sky. That's true. Anyways, so... You had to watch it a different time. Yeah, in a way, I'm literally kind of, in the, in the yeah. right as it starts. Like, guys, I gotta go. That yeah. Greek burrito literally ruined Endgame. Yeah, yeah, no, it, no. it did. Fuck. I knew instantly. I was like, oh, yeah. you got tell me problems. It Endgame your intestines that night. Fucking Greece, uh, fucked me up, man. <laughs> They're over here messing no, no, up the refugees. Not, no, Don't no, 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 no. Greece, like the country, or Greece, like from the food. No, Greece, the country. <laughs> Greece, the country didn't do <laughs> anything. Play with Greece. Greece, the country doesn't make food like that. Yeah, yeah you never know, man. Yeah, whatever. You know, but look, I does know he's been to Greece. I've never been to Greece. Yeah. Oh, did I say what? you know yeah <laughs> so what did you think we finally watched it yeah i finally watched it and i'm really glad that you and haroon weren't there because i cried like i wouldn't you... have made fun of you yeah you would have well yeah you yeah, would it's yeah, debatable you would have. You would have. Oh, don't, don't. it depends yeah. entirely on my mood that you, would have, day. you would have elbowed me and said stop being a little bitch diz i've never called i've never said stop being a little bitch diz do you, yeah, you i've have. said other things that have been emotionally scarring <laughs> pretty sure you've called me a little bitch before <laughs> maybe yeah anyways I think he wrote uh, that on his birthday card this I year, did, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Look, the first fucking scene, all right? 
when you crap in the yeah. fucking city. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It didn't even start. They fucking, they did the whole sand thing to fucking Legolas' family. I started crying. I felt bad. He was a father. He lost his wife and his three children. That's more than half his family. Yeah, his That's kids were annoying. What? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Oh, yeah, one of them wanted to put mayonnaise on a hot dog. It's just not appropriate. Yeah, the wife, when she said that, I was like, yeah, I'm okay with Thanos snapping his fingers. <laughs> the second she said, do you want mayonnaise or ketchup on your... I went, yeah. Or mayonnaise or mustard. Mayonnaise or mustard. Snap your fingers. But then they all... But then even him and his daughter like, who the hell puts mayonnaise on a hot dog? Nah, yeah, they Even they acknowledged Thanos that. was right. Yeah. Look, man, I thought Thanos was supposed to bring symmetry. How come fucking 80% of that family went away? That's the proper amount? It was random. Yeah, it was 80%. There's five of them? Yeah. It was random, because it's random. Random doesn't mean that exactly 50 in a family goes. It just means 50% of the population. Yeah, some people may end up with all their family, some with not. I mean, Pepper Potts survived. Yeah, but look, I cried. Yeah. I done cried. It was... I started crying there, and then fucking... The, the, the whole... Avengers Endgame thing doesn't come out until like 30 minutes after the movie starts. <laughs> Do me the fuck off. because it's, it's a long ass movie. But listen, these motherfuckers go into space, find Thanos. Yeah, that was an interesting little twist that they dealt with Thanos right off the bat. I liked that. I, liked I did that like that actually, it too. Yeah. I was very confused. I also love that Thanos was really at he was really at peace. Yeah, and you know, I you say what you will about Thanos being a moron because he you said you said it yourself, Ali. He could literally create infinitely more yeah resources for people, right? Yeah, really it's, that, it's literally that easy, right? And he doesn't piss anyone off. Yeah, right. But you appreciate how principled he is in the sense that he destroys the the stones. He's no temptation. Right? He's like yeah, but it's like he understand. I think it's one of the he can, it's it's as crazy as he is. He is principled. He's anything. principled. He's, yeah. he's actually. I mean, in the first, we see it in Infinity War. We go. It's, I've taught you to be strong. I've taught, I did not teach you to lie. Yeah. yeah. Like, he's not. He's not a liar. He's many things, but he's not yeah. a liar. My father is many things, but he's not. He's a liar. not a liar. He's. It's just. I love that he was just collecting fruits and shit. Yeah. I know, yeah. <laughs> you know what? This is this is very much this this cracks me up about the about the whole. But it's in the comic books because that's mistaken. what you would do. Yeah, I, I totally <laughs> rule the world and then retire before they could kill me, <laughs> and then they end up killing you. But you were saying what in the comic books? In happened? the comic books, they do the same thing. Yeah, he just he goes off. Which, by own. the way, is an homage to an actual Roman general. Cincinnatus does this. Cincinnatus very famously. Uh, there was a crisis in Rome. They they vote him. Uh, dictator. What Romans did is they would elect a, uh, an emergency kind of consul mm-hmm. and invest him with unlimited powers. Okay, right. So they made him chancellor. And more than more than a chancellor. A chancellor is the head of a parliamentary body. Uh-huh. A dictator means like you have all the powers of the state are vested in you because mm-hmm. you get the entire military without any kind of check against you. Mm-hmm. The idea being that you need to make unilateral decisions and quickly. But isn't that what happened with Hitler? Hitler, no. Hitler is part of a much more democratic process. Yeah, he yeah. wasn't part of emergency I thought he was powers. elected. No, no. no. He uh, was elected. Yeah, yeah, I thought he was But he, elected. Wasn't, he wasn't elected by popular vote. He was po- He was elected by coalition. Uh, so it's a different system, parliamentary system. Okay. So anyways, uh, and many rulers have kind of abused this. Pompey abused it. Julius Caesar abused it. But Palpatine what Cincinnatus did it. is, the Cincinnatus, they, they, when they go to find him, Cincinnatus is literally just farming. Yeah. He's farming, and then they go, we need you. And so he... Puts down the plow, takes mm-hmm. up the sword, fights the war, wins the war, and then right as, the second he wins, he marches back to the Senate and hands over the the fox keys, which is the the uh, axe with the bundle of wood. It's a symbol of military power. Huh. You can still see it in the Senate House, by the hmm. way. And you, he just hands it back and he goes back to farming. Yeah. So he's like considered to be the most principled, like yeah. legendary. And in many ways, this was the the Thanos. the the, the stories uh, the writers of this particular arc actually said that that Thanos is meant to replicate or at least an homage to Cincinnatus. As crazy as he is, mm-hmm. he is principled. Well, the Russo brothers do a really good job of doing that. I think the Russo brothers are responsible for at least. Three out of the five best Marvel movies. Yeah, they certainly. I their style is a lot better than Joss Whedon's in this yeah, universe. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 Whereas yeah. Joss Whedon stuff is a little bit too campy, I think. Yeah, because the they Russo did, brothers done a much better job. They do a much of, better balance. Yeah. Yeah. They did Winter Soldier. They did Civil War. They did Infinity War. And they did Endgame. Okay, right? so yeah, they did the big ones. They did yeah. the really big ones, like the ones that like people like. Are and the only other one that I would put up there is number one is Black Panther. Ryan yeah, it was good. Yeah. I will say the second that the second that Black Panther shows up, oh, oh okay. I was so excited. It was interesting though. People clapped at everyone other than Black Panther in my movie theater. That's racist. Uh, well, you went to watch it, Elisa. Everyone clapped. Yeah, at it was one. interesting. Like people clapped when I heard when, people. We were woo <laughs> when Black Panther came out. No, we didn't hear. We didn't hear anything. Yeah, I was. Uh, I watched it. I watched, I didn't watch it on the weekend. I watched it yesterday. It was a Monday night. Well, um, 
because I, I was working on a weekend, but there was it was only one person in the theater because everyone there was the theater wasn't full, but it was it had more when did you go Monday night so last night oh, okay like Monday at like ten o'clock oh shit oh, wow and like so <laughs> the movie theaters had a bunch you know there's a bunch of adults in there but there was only one person who would clap every single time and he laughed really really loudly and it was like the point where it was like it got annoying it was like a, he was really enjoying like, himself what the fuck is wrong with this guy he's living his best nerd life yeah. yeah I mean I'm happy for him at the same time you know, it's just it's weird because the rest of, the rest of the theater is enjoying themselves, but oh. they're not like going crazy. And this dude just out in the very back of the theater. Yeah, no, I watched it Saturday at ten a.m. So I was there with a bunch of families, and I, you know, in the movie theater like here by by your house has reserved seating. So I picked the one seat that was by itself that like that had a seat open because I got there at nine forty-five and I picked my mm-hmm. ticket out. I ended up sitting with like this mom and her two kids so I look like their stepdad did you know that Arun tried to accidentally kick out the wrong people from the seats what we went to go sit because it was reserved seating right yeah, yeah. he thought that we were sitting in the corner and there was just already a couple sitting there he's like I'm sorry those are our seats uh-huh. and the guy's like are you sure and he's like yeah hold on and we pull out the phone and he's like uh-huh. nope nope uh-huh. the three seats that were right in front of us yeah. who were our seats yeah yeah <laughs> I put those on purpose yeah, so we could he, stretch our legs he, out he messed up yeah, wow. yeah. And, and it was a black like a couple. Dick. He tried to kick out the black couple that race. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, you know, he handles it well. He goes, oh, I'm sorry, my bad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, I'm stupid. <laughs> it, was, yeah. it wasn't too awkward. No. Um, Odin so, cracks me up. He's funny. Whenever, so, like, when everyone came back, I cried. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> I don't know how many times I cried during that movie, man. I didn't cry at all I in the movie. It was emotional. I'll I cried. I cried when Black Widow died. <laughs> yeah, I think the Stark <laughs> scene made me. I didn't cry, but it was I, that thing where I was like, I started, you know, because. And you remember you started it all with you him, remember okay. it started yeah. with Robert Downey Jr.'s yeah. character, right? Oh, no. So you kind of go, and then you realize all this time has passed since. Yeah. Okay, uh, I felt, I felt. I mean, I, when he, when, when he croaks, I, okay. you feel it. So, yeah. but I, I don't, I didn't cry in any. So, scenes. I got tagged in something on, uh, on Thursday night after my cousin and my nephew watched a movie. Uh, she tagged me in like a photo of her and her son like watching a movie they were dressed up as Iron Man and Captain America and she had the hashtag love you 3000 so when I heard the kids say love you 3000 I started crying because I thought that kid oh, was going to die oh the love of god I thought the kid was going to die I thought Morgan Stark was going to die Jesus like, they're going to kill off this little baby girl <laughs> it's terrible it's not that dark I don't know man it's a Marvel movie I, started, I was very emotional it was early in the morning I was Jesus. tired Jesus I, I it was give me alone. I, I'll give you that it was emotional but it, I didn't feel it the same way you did I think for me it wasn't like I was crying but there was a sense of like it was it was cathartic. Yeah. The stuff that I wanted to see happen. This wasn't like the this was like the yeah. punctuation mark at the yeah, end. Yeah, that of for series, me that's what right? it was. Yeah. Like, and I've said this before. It's like now, other Marvel movies that come out, I'll probably watch some of them, but I don't feel like I need to. I need to watch them. Well, yeah. you watched the new Guardians with Thor. Whereas, like all the, up until this point, other than Captain America, um, fuck you. I've been mostly like I watched them because I need to follow the plot. Did you yeah, watch yeah. Captain Marvel and Captain Marvel? Those are the two that I didn't really just. I didn't. So you watched which ones have you seen then? I've seen all the... Did you watch Ant-Man and the Wasp? I did see Ant-Man. Not Ant-Man and the Wasp, but I did see Ant-Man. Okay, so you didn't see Ant-Man. So for me, it was like I had already entered in the kind of... I'm growing out of... Not growing out of it, but I'm fatigued enough that I'm like, I'll watch it. Marvel will always have a warm place in my heart. I'll always love that my young adult life kind of was... I grew up with this, right? What, 10 years? 12 years almost now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been right. Yes, 2007, 2006, yeah. when Iron Man almost, 1 came out. Almost 11 years, right? So that's a long period. Dude, 2006, I think, is when Iron Man 2006? 1 came out. 2006? Oh, jeez. Let me double check and see. Yeah, so when... like, I'm, you know, all, all, I'm like, all right, great, right? I feel uh, at some level, some level of like... The 2008 is Iron Man. 2008, yeah. so 10 years, yeah. So 10 years of my life, right? I've been following along, but I'm also like, I'm at that age where I'm like, yeah. I can't watch all these movies. I just can't. All I right? think the Marvel movies exemplifies their 20s, actually. Yeah. It's like, it's, they did. It's the understatement. Yeah, right. it's just so their 20s. Yeah, like. For me, it was that type of emotion. Yeah. I don't think there's a Marvel movie that I haven't watched. Mm. I haven't mm. seen Captain Marvel yet. Not 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 out of uh, you know not not because I don't want to. I just never got around to it. Uh, but yeah. I will watch. I'm just it. busy. That's so why. Yeah. It's because she's a woman. I get it. Yes, of course. I'm part of that whole squad of people. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. But uh, I. Th- I I I'll, I'll be the first. To say, I enjoyed the movie. I liked it. You know, it didn't. I don't think I liked it as much as most people did, though. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it just because uh, some of it just felt a little bit like it, it. It. They really. I mean, they they understand how to hit on the moments that make you feel good. They understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, they really. A lot of it felt a little bit pandering. You know, kind of like they were kind of shilling a little bit there, but 
you know, like the, the when all there was the, a the, lot the, the, of fan the girl heroes kind of show up, right? I'm like, yeah. that was not. That's that like, was, that was I clapped at that part. That's like I appreciate what they're doing, but it's it, number one. It they have a whole series of movies where only one woman is the, is the lead. Well, right? it's interesting. Like, is like one, she doesn't actually need that help. Yeah. Just, but the thing is like. Because some people point out, it's like, oh, why do they need to have that fan, female fan service? But all of Marvel is fan service. Yeah, like, yeah. Wh- when did they not? I mean, when did they not take an opportunity for the dudes to pose like that? They always do. Yeah. I mean, you see it. You saw it in, in a fucking. What was, it, what was the first Avengers called? Just Avengers. Avengers. Just Avengers, right? Yeah. And then the Loki scene where they're all like they're towering over him, right? Yeah. Like the, or the scene where oh, Black Widow clicks. Yeah, yeah. yeah no. So when they do this because they because they yeah. showed again. I remember because that pissed me off because like, all these other people have these powers and it's just Black Widow with a like, gun. Oh, Hawkeye, right? So like, yeah. the, the, there's always going to be fan series, but this one seemed like it was. You're they, right. They there's really a lot went, of like I feel like they just like, they they like they like blew it up with fireworks, right? I think and part of it was like because this was the end. They're like, we want to make every reference. I understand that because I think. It was also it conceptually a la- the lasting impression of Endgame is supposed to be that so a series of these mo- you know like you said jiffable moments yeah, on Tumblr in that sense they're doing that only I think they wanted to kind of penetrate your mind a little bit more yeah. as opposed to there being jiffable moments online they wanted these like moments for you to remember that you just kind of that like, ingrained themselves yeah, well, I mean, in, your, in your head Captain you America wielding Mjolnir yeah I was which dead. I hated by I the way I enjoyed that uh, well he he picks it up in the comic books you know, he's he able. Does. Yeah, so like, but he, but here's the, th- and I think that's why they did it, because a lot of the stuff was like, oh, we need to make references to the comic books, and we need to make reference to the stuff we've been leading up to, so that everyone gets a little bit of something. Yeah. But I mean, I, I'm with V on on that one. Is like, I was not on board with Captain America wielding Mjolnir, even if he had done it in the comic books, because in, in the movies, he hasn't actually grown. Okay, so here's the thing: had they not, he, he's. Everyone admits he's supposed to be the greatest of the great. He's the best of the best, the nicest of the nicest, right? Oh, he's all that stuff. But has he grown in any way, shape, or form that would make him worthy of Mjolnir? Now, as opposed to... As opposed to Ultron. He's the same person. If if he's worthy now, then he should have been able to wield it in Ultron. Okay, if they didn't have that scene where he tried to pull it in Ultron, would you be more okay with it? Yeah. Okay. I, I think so. Yeah, see, this Joss Whedon fucked it up. I think if he had wielded it in, in uh, Ultron, it would have made more sense in my mind. Because I'm like, all right, they, they hinted at this. But the fact that, like, now years have passed, he hasn't, de- I mean, of all the characters, yeah. Tony Stark has grown, everyone grows, but he hasn't. Yeah, he made a support group. Yeah, he's basically, <laughs> oh, un- yeah, she did. the thing about him is that he's a man he out of time, man. and he's somewhat unchanging. He's yeah. like, that, that's the point rid- of the yeah. character, right? He's yeah. ridiculously reliably good. Like, there's lawful good, and then there's fucking Captain America good. I like Captain America. I'm not look. I know you like him. I don't like him, but I'm saying even if even if I if I did like him, there's a, in terms of plot, it didn't make sense for him to be able to wield Mjolnir. He isn't. He didn't become more worthy. Yeah. Did well? Was it like when he was? Because I guess he was trying to save Thor from. Thanos. He's been trying to save people all the time. I know, but it's like because he was going to like it was imminent death, death for Thor. Yeah, I don't know. So maybe that's why. I don't know. I don't know. But he was able to call for it. But it was. It was know, that's what that threw me off. Is he was able to to I don't know. to call for it. But it was it was fan servicey. That's why they did it. Yeah, you know, I understand that they wanted to see he had the shield and the hammer with him yeah. and stuff. You know, I didn't. It just. It was off. It's a good combo, though. Did people in yeah. your uh, theater cheer for you? Watched it by yourself and fucking PB Herman jacking off in the corner. But then anyone <laughs> in your thing like <laughs> cheer for it? First, oh yeah, at least oh. I didn't shit my pants the first time. I didn't shit my pants. <laughs> and I almost threw up in my hands, so I left. Okay, God mm-hmm. forbid I throw up on Ali during a movie. Right? You, would, you wouldn't have made it. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't have made it out of the you'd movie alive. You'd yeah. be dead. Yeah. Um, home and puked. Uh, no, uh, people did cheer. They yeah. did. They were very excited about him. Again, because it's fan service, right? I, I cried when that happened. Oh my. <laughs> <laughs> he wields a hammer and you cry. Yeah. How many times did you cry when they reference his butt? Like, I mean, like, I got America's butt. Did you well, I, cry at America's I butt? I cried at America's butt. I got a boner for America's butt. That's what that's wrong with you. I don't, what I don't understand is is that there's this weird... Knee, I mean, I'm 100% on board with men crying. But crying of real things. Like, Diz, let's talk about your emotions. You're not going to cry. But you're going to cry about over Captain America's butt. And his, his fucking cry over his butt. <laughs> <laughs> Crying because he was able to wear the, the old Mjolnir. So he's dumb. holding off the hammer. Pepper Potts wore a suit. Fuck Pepper Potts. Yeah, been leading she, up to this for a while. Why couldn't she have died? Oh, Damn. I don't like her. Iron Man 3, oh no, she she didn't have a suit, but she had powers or something, right? Didn't yeah, she, get she did, but then, he, then he, somehow he cured her. It was a horrible movie. She, what was that thing like, called? That, 
she had the, the, the West R. Nile virus. Yeah, yeah whatever. Something that. like that. SARS. <laughs> what was yeah. it? Re- Re- something. I don't know. Re- it, doesn't, it doesn't matter. Renaissance. Rena- no, Renaissance <laughs> is a time period. This. I'll figure it out. It's something. Yeah. You whatever. know, and I, I, you know, I, I actually appreciate that too because it stands to reason at one point or another he would have made a suit for Pepper Potts. Yeah. Well, right? I mean, he's been hinting at it. she wore the suit in in yeah. uh, Iron Man three. Yeah. Right. Uh, right at the beginning, and then he he took it back. Yeah. Uh, he in the movie they reference and he made something for her. He's got a helmet, right? His daughter was wearing. Yeah. There was a lot. the The thing for me, I think, that stood out more than anything else was the acting was phenomenal, right? And I think this is why Crybaby over here was crying so much. Mm. Is it because the acting was really good? It was very sad. And I think Robert Downey Jr. just knocked it out of the park. Sure, everyone there is very. All Chris the Evans acting, yeah. just kind of does Captain America. He does a good job of it. He does Chris it. Evans. He does really good. Yeah, and yeah. A really, really noble Chris Evans. I think yeah. he did really well. I thought Jeremy Renner kind of going dark was nice. Yeah, when he did it, yeah, when he became Ronan. Extremis. Ex- extremist or something. Extremist. Extremist, oh yeah, the virus thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, I remember. I mean, the the death of even. I'm. I don't like Black Widow at all. Boss. Yeah. Her dying. I was like, oh man, yeah. it's horrible. Oh. Yeah. Whoa. No. <laughs> oh. No. By the way, did you guys know that this was the? Did you cry oh. when Black Widow died? Yeah, I said that earlier. Oh, okay. <laughs> did you guys notice that this was only the second time that they used Hawkeye in one of the Marvel movies? Like the name Hawkeye. They always call him Clint or Barton. Okay. They've never called him Hawkeye. Whatever. Yeah. The point, the, the like, the acting was really well done. Phenomenal, yeah. right? The cinematography, gorgeous, right? Yeah, I loved yeah, yeah. it. I loved Phenomenal. it. The score, great. But this is an example, in my opinion, of really sloppy writing that gets carried by good acting. Yeah. Right. So the the reason we want, I walked away going, this was a good movie, mm-hmm. and you walked away because the acting was good, but the storytelling is really kind of sloppy. Was it? Oh. Okay, so Iron Man in a matter of a day manages to figure out time travel. Well, we don't know if it was a matter of a day. Whatever, but, same yeah. shit, right? Like he, yeah. he was just like, it's. I get it. He's a super genius, but they they've gone out of their way to talk about that. There were times where he can't figure it out. Yeah. It doesn't work, right? An intervention, and yet from recently they just say, okay, here's this problem, and he just sorts it out. Mm-hmm. It all works out. It was a bit too much for me, and then the time. I think they they leaned way too heavily on time travel, mm-hmm. way too heavily on time travel. Yeah, it made it very wobbly and weird, and so like it, the story so it doesn't make sense. So, they, okay, they took the time travel part from Doctor Who. I know, I know they did. Yeah. I know what they're doing. They broke a lot of the old rules. They even joked about it. They were very yeah. open, transparent yeah. about their joking. They like, go, oh, "It's not Back to the Future." Back to the Future was bullshit. Right. So like, there's a lot of it. It's like, okay, I get it. But there's like, you walk away going. What? So you, you apparently you can take objects from the past and bring them to the future. Mm-hmm. But what happens because that power no longer exists in your present, right? So Mjolnir being a perfect example. Mjolnir was destroyed. That means that power of Mjolnir does not exist in the present. How can you possibly bring something from the past if the power no longer exists? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or the Gamora component. Okay, so old Gamora is dead. We're all going to just, okay, Gamora is dead. But new Gamora is alive. And new Gamora is going to continue on in this timeline. But there's a space between where old Gamora is and where new Gamora is and where new Gamora was and where she ends up. What happens to that space? She doesn't go through that timeline. It no longer exists. So she's not, like, it doesn't make yeah, any sense. I Question. understand that, yeah. If, if old Gamora is now in the present timeline, uh-huh. then she would never reach the point where Thanos throws her off the cliff True. and she dies. Therefore, Thanos would never end up with the Soul Stone. Yeah, eventually. But no, no, not eventually. That's oh, the it's, paradox. It's a multiverse. No, the multiverse doesn't exist anymore. Remember, that's what Doctor, uh, or that's what the ancient one said. By bringing all the objects back exactly in their right time, there is no multiverse. All is one stream. That's what she explained to the Hulk, that because uh, that's what she didn't want to give her. So you're creating a multiverse with this. And he mm-hmm. goes, no, no. If we bring it all back, it'll all these other streams will get erased. Hmm. One reality. So that was their... But then what do they do with the Soul Stone? Because fucking... She's already dead. That's what... Or, or you put the... You take it back? It's confusing. Time travel sucks. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. a fun... When you go down that road, you open up a bunch of paradoxes. How did yeah. Thanos bring his whole army after? That's... I'm, I'm trying... Because I, I, I can't think back. Because I know the portal came with all, like, the, the time people's... The sorcerers. He, he also brought 
Yeah, but how? He time-traveled himself and his army is what he did. But the, the army came in after the fact. Remember, it was just him and, like, Gamora and Nebula? No, 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 no. He, he brought his... The army shoots down into the building, and then he shows up. So he brings his army. He's brought his... Oh, yeah. So he time-travels with his army. I actually liked his approach to this. Is like, you couldn't deal with your failure in your timeline. Yeah. So I, I'm okay with that. They did obviously make Thanos a lot weaker. Yeah, they did. The we, second time around? Yeah, the well, he didn't have any stones. He beat the shit out of the Hulk yeah, in the first yeah, but, I mean, the he had first... the power stone. He had the power really? stone at that time, yeah. Did he? Yeah, he had the power oh, stone. Oh, yeah, he did have some stones okay, when he beat the shit out of the Hulk, yeah. Right. Maybe that's what it means. He, but he didn't use the stone. He had, he had it in his gun. He had to have. Yeah, but he, did, he didn't use it. He uses it completely. He bare boxes him. I mean, with a glove, obviously, but he fights him. But the stone's in the glove. Yeah, I know the stone's in, but he doesn't use the stone. The power stone doesn't just make you stronger. Does it not? The power stone is literal force. Yeah, because, I mean, it's not like... Yeah, he has to actually use the gauntlet or the, use the gems in order for them to manipulate So he's power. a badass in that one. And oh. then he's less of a badass. And and, the, and it's the same thing in the, technically in Infinity War, too. In Infinity War, they put up... Stark and then put up a good fight. Yeah. But then when he shows up to Wakanda, there's, like, there's no there no match whatsoever. Yeah, besides yeah. Thor coming in and stabbing him. Yeah, at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Should I aim for that? I also did... I thought that was kind of weird for Thor to wield both. It seemed really unwieldy. Yeah, it, just, it is odd because because Stormbreaker or whatever it is, like, it's really big, yeah. You know, and then like Mjolnir is really small, so very it's just, it's like imagine like yeah, it's a it very just seems really awkward, yeah. But again, cathartic. If yeah, you're good. You walked away going, all right, I'm okay with. I like this that he was ending. all braided in Viking. That looked. Dope. I liked. Um, I'm not 100% on board with Thor bits because I... Well, you're not a fan of fat, drunk I'm Thor? I'm a fan because Thor is my favorite character, oh. right? Him and Doctor Strange are my favorite characters. <laughs> they fucked up both your characters. They did fuck up both my characters. Well, no, Doctor Strange somehow became, became like a lot better than these yeah, last Yeah, but there's a, there's a little... If he, like if Doctor Strange could have teleported from uh, Titan all the way back home, mm-hmm. why didn't he teleport uh, when they were on the ship in Infinity War? In Infinity War, he actually turns it to Tony Stark and goes, can you turn this thing around? Why would you even ask that? Just open a portal, go back home. But he doesn't. Yeah. So there's a little bit of a, a, a hole there. Also, thanks for bringing this, the Sanctum Sorcerers. Yeah. Where the fuck were they in Infinity <laughs> yeah, War? Yeah, seriously. Poor Wakanda was getting decimated. Yeah. You could you could have, I mean, maybe Bruce Banner could have picked up the phone and called up Wong, but Wong. Yeah. Get maybe. your happy ass out here. Wasn't no Wong was there. No, no, Not he no. went, I have to go and protect the, sanct- the Sanctum. And so he leaves. Yeah. That's the end of the Sanctum Sorcerers in Infinity War. They don't show up. In Wakanda. Yeah. Uh, they went isolationist on us. I know. They just gave up. Yeah. They're like, ah, we don't want to go to that part of the world. Existential crisis. Uh, Not our problem. Oh, but when it happened in New York where the Avengers headquarters are, they're like, ah, fuck it, we'll join you. (laughs) Also, there was was another part that you can... Where is Avengers headquarters, by the way? Is it New York? York? It's upstate New York now. Originally, it was in New York, and then it was upstate New York. But there's another bit was like, when when Hulk goes and visits the ancient one, you see that she's actually fighting some of the... Chitari. Yeah. But you go, why are you putting in bare minimum effort in this fight when you could make such a bigger deal? Where were you during the first Avengers? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so it would have been better if they hadn't shown her fighting. Yeah. Because yeah. then you're, like, there's some... Know what was going there's on, just, yeah. or, or, or she chose not to, because at least there's some consistency, right? Yeah. yeah. But now when you see her, okay, she if they fly over her house, she pew-pews <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But if she, they don't fly over her house, she doesn't give two shits. Let's this just makes that it... That would have totally been you, though. Yeah, but that... Okay, maybe. But, it, but on this, it makes the ancient ones. You kind of go, what the fuck, ancient one? Yeah. New York got destroyed. Where were you? Yeah, I saw it in the time stone. So there's a lot. Like this is this is what I meant when I say sloppy yeah. writing, good acting. But why did it look good? Because you got to see the ancient one again. Yeah. So you kind of overlook the fact that you're like, story wise, it's a little off. First of all, Ali. Okay, if this if Orange County were to be taken over by the Chitari, I know for a fact that while the Orange County was being destroyed. All you would do is pew pew them when they flew over your house. That's one hundred percent true. I'm yeah. not saying that I would do anything different, yeah. but I'm saying the ancient one should have done something different. <laughs> yeah. I would have done the same thing. So I'm a I'm bit like, of a... fuck the rest of New York. Just keep in mind brownstone. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I uh, one of my coworkers hadn't seen it uh, over the weekend. Did you spoil it for him? No, I pretended like I spoiled it for him. I we convinced them that the big bad guy was actually Galactus, um, because and. Thanos had to join the Avengers because he likes like everything being in half and like you know there's a, there's a reason for it perfect balance but Galactus just likes to destroy things so the the Avengers actually team up with Thanos. What did what your friend say? He was very pissed off because he actually believed us. <laughs> and then he texted us yesterday. 
he watched the movie Sunday night at like 11 p.m. So he texted us Monday at 10 a.m. Galactus, my ass. Fuck you guys. This whole time I was in there waiting for Galactus to show up. What I did like about this movie is that when Thanos decides that he's going to go to the future and deal with the future people, Mm -hmm. he says, I made the the one mistake I made was by wiping out half the population that people remember that. Now I'm just going to destroy everything and yeah, start fresh, yeah. which is what I would have. Right? Exactly, either yeah. either create more resources or why do the half thing? Destroy everyone and start with half yeah, the population. Because, you know, you get ungrateful people is what it is. I love that. That's what he was saying. He said, I love <laughs> it. Like, ungrateful people. I'm, I'm on board. Ungrateful. See, I, I agree with Thanos on certain things. Maybe not his Look, methods. I'm not saying yeah. we should I, all be genuine. you guys everything and this is what you prepare me with. I'm not saying that, you know, the logic of genocide here is acceptable. I'm just saying <laughs> that points have been made by Thanos. <laughs> points have been made. Mm, Ali, duly noted. I'm just yeah, saying. Yeah. Points have been made. I, All right. One I, thing about this show, I mean, not a show, but the one thing I just got to say about this is like, did it feel like a, a series finale recap show to you guys? But that was a point. Yeah, I think so. I think just because it just it felt like it was that thing where we were like it was everyone's around and they were like re, recalling memories. And I understand there's the a lot of, of that, cameos too. But there's like fuck, man, like it was just it went through every like every movie. So like, the, did we need to see Thor's mom? Like, what was the point of that exactly? Uh, she helped with his ex- existential crisis. Mm-hmm. So it's told like to eat a salad. It's it's a it's a yeah. She told me to eat a salad. I just wanted that. Yeah, <laughs> that's the only a mom can do that. Yeah, it's like a it's like a wrestling match. Loving but devastating. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone has to get their stuff in. V. Everyone got their stuff in. in this there one. was it was a lot of I think the recap bit of this was almost um, partly because they were jam packed with so much of the past. They were literally almost weirdly because they did time travel. They were bringing all those threads together. Yeah. But then two is the cameo bit. So because there was so many cameos. That it, it made it made it seem like a recap. All of a sudden, you're like, okay, check Thor's mom. Supposedly, yeah. this was uh, Stan Lee's last cameo. Yeah, Stan yeah, Lee's in the, the, the same. No one, yeah. no one popped uh, in the theater. Well, because you could barely see him. You know, you even saw know, Tony Stark's get... dad. Yeah. yeah, the Howard Stark thing I thought was kind of cool. Uh, Edward Jarvis was in it from Detective yeah. Carter. Carter was in it. Yeah. Well, and no, then, Edward Jarvis. The, I know, yeah. and Carter herself. Yeah. Well, Carter. And they're they're talking about there's a there's rumors. Mm. That they're like you know because the Loki had taken the stone and he's that alive one time, now. That yeah, like maybe maybe there's a spinoff potentially for his character. Yeah, but how does Loki. he again? That doesn't mean if he's gone. It doesn't mean the time changes. Yeah, but I honestly like I I think that everyone just kind of understands that time travel is complicated and they just kind of leave it at what it is. This is the guy. It is what it is. Because you can't. Because there's just number one. It's actually in true Marvel fashion that they fuck with the timeline because it's literally all they do like every year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's so fucking messy and so horrible. Yeah, this, it just gets so confusing. The yeah. second you introduce time travel, that's what happens. And in some regards, that's why I'm really happy that time travel didn't show up in Game of Thrones as the predominant. Because there was a oh, lot of yeah, theories yeah. of Game of Thrones mm. that there was going to be more time travel. And they kind of hinted a little bit oh, yeah, that like the brand could change the past. But I was kind of, oh, I was like, all right, it can be a genre bend. But for me, it was always like, oh, you got to be careful. Yeah, because it gets too messy. It really snowballs fast. It snowballs. But you change one little thing, and all of a sudden, you got we got to deal with all those messy jumbled up convoluted implications and, and issues that well listen happen. man fucking Doctor Who goes through time and fucks shit up all the damn yeah, time yeah but that's because in Doctor Who time is wibbly wobbly timey wimey timey wimey so that's what they were trying to do in Game of Thrones okay, uh, Avengers yeah, Endgame no. you fucking put Game of Thrones in my alright so we talked Endgame Endgame hold on before we before we jump off to uh, oh Game of Thrones. I want to say. I want to have to have the last word. No, I don't have that. I'm asking a question. It's the last question. Um, do you guys put it up there in like top five Marvel movies? Endgame. Do you put it above or below Infinity War? Uh, same put, place. I, same I, place. I, I think Infinity War is a little bit better. Okay, I enjoyed this one. I was good. I think it's great. But put in. I put it in my top five. Top five. Okay. Yeah. I but I'm. A, I'm. Yeah. All right. It's up there. Yeah. It's up there. Okay. So. Speaking of Spar- Starks, Starks, how the Stark. others, how Stark was, whew. God damn it, man! More, this was an emotional weekend for us. Yeah, for, the nerd, how the nerd community didn't implode. I'm <laughs> telling you, man, there's a lot of crying from this. Yeah, there is. You're in a, you're an emotional wreck. You're an emotional wreck. Thank God I was off Monday. I needed a time to turn mass. You know, there's been mass shootings that have been happening, but nope. The only thing that gets to Diz is my imaginary his, friends. His died. imaginary friends dying. All right, so we all watched Got, Got. Game of Thrones, Battle of Winterfell. The was actually called The Long Night. Yeah, yeah. Which is in play off the fact that it was 
the long night, and it was also just a really fucking long it night. It was a long fucking night, man. I it gotta a tell you. Fucking dark ass episode is what it was. Yeah, it's really what it was. Super uh, nighty in that episode. I realized that. Uh, I think people were complaining about how dark it was, actually, right? Didn't they say yeah, that? Was that the thing on Twitter? Yeah, it was too yeah, dark. I, I turned Thanks. the lights in my room, and it looked it looked fine to me. Uh, I had to shut off all the lights in my house yeah. to, to, to watch it fine. I was, uh, you know, I, I enjoyed the episode, right? I was on the edge of my seat the whole episode. Mm-hmm. And then, like, the more I thought about it, like, right before I went to bed, the more, like, it kind of, the holes began to kind of show through. I don't know if you guys felt the same way. Yeah, mm-hmm. You know, exactly it was like it was great when it was on, and then like when you got a chance to just kind of like let it like sit on your mind. Yeah, a little I, bit. I mean, I said that I was like the first watch, great, but then like literally thirty minutes, forty minutes, hour, day, day and a half started to. I'm not, I'm not so sure. I went. That's a real. That was a. Uh, that was a great battle scene. Yeah. Right. It was an alright battle scene. I mean, it was you know <laughs> no I mean, fields of Pelinor. Yeah. Of course, I Battle like the, of the bastards. Mm. I, I like the intensity of it all. Like I just, you know, I thought it was. I mean, it's beautifully in terms of like the, you know, the environments and everything, beautifully done, mm-hmm. right? But I mean, I'm not gonna lie. Like I, I started off disappointed mm. because I'm sitting there going, "Oh, hey, look, the Dothraki," you know, and then they she she lights up all their weapons, and I was like, "Fuck yeah, the Dothraki, you know, light some shit up, yeah, fuck something up, right?" She and comes in like an MVP. Yeah. Literally shows up, goes, you know, she literally says the magic mm. words. Six man of the year right there. Yeah. Coming in off the bench. Mm. She's straight up, you know, Alakazam's him or whatever, you know, and then just like all of a sudden all their weapons light up. And then, you know, you have that beautiful shot and then they just all, and then they just kind of kill the Dothraki army for no reason. We've already seen how deadly the, the Dothraki charge is. Yeah. Like in the earlier seasons, right? They like, they yeah. tout these, like the Dothraki as being like the greatest you know, like ground fighters, well, some yeah. of the greatest ground said, army in the world. They right? said to like your to challenge the Dothraki in open field combat is to like invite death. Invite death. Yeah, like that's how good of warriors they are. Yeah, but they really just like I mean, they really cheapen them in this fight. In my, I opinion. think they're yeah. used as a as a plot device to just demonstrate how devastating the army of the dead is but they didn't need to do that because they've done it before yeah i mean you've already seen that and you already kind of know like i mean they literally the the army of the dead as the existential threat has been literally the the established established this you know i mean over the the past seasons so i don't like this is the first man but why would they even i don't understand i think that there's two reasons why they probably did it one I think it's for the cinematography, like Endgame, like I've mentioned this before, is that I've said this in the past, is that the difference between uh, Game of Thrones, the books, I mean, or I Song of Ice and Fire, the books, and Game of Thrones, the shows, and this is the same for a lot of these kind of um, depictions and adaptation, is that they start off with scenes. They go, we know that this scene has to exist, and it looks this way, and it looks so cool, and Mm -hmm. then they build around it, whereas storytelling, you're writing a narrative. So for them, I can th- I think that what they did is they they took the shot of the flames flickering mm-hmm. in the distance and then just being snuffed out, and the dread that that would cause cause, and they're like, okay, that's what we need, and then they built around that. But that doesn't always work storytelling wise, and I think the other reason was just they just wanted to get rid of their extras. It's an easy, cheap way yeah. to kill off the extras because yeah. all they did was I mean they literally and they did that and then obviously Jorah had survived. Yeah, initially you know, of all the of all the people, <laughs> Jorah yeah. Mormon I mean, it was like, it's a bit odd to kill off the Dothraki like that. I didn't it didn't make any sense to me. Um, I and also I think it it kind of caused I think more so it it was supposed to cause kind of the irrational attack by Daenerys. Yeah, right. And I mean, yeah, that plays idea, a like, role. But again, yeah, you called John doing that. You said yeah, John, John was, it was flipped. Danny yeah. ended up doing it, but I, I did say that John was going to do it. But whatever. Um, I also like it. It really highlighted the point that there hasn't been a speaking Dothraki character since season two. Yeah, which is a problem. A lot of people kind of pointed out that the optics of it didn't particularly look good. That they they killed off the brown armies. Yeah. Well, I mean, they had no problem sending the Dothraki to die, and they had no problem using the Unsullied as the yeah. barrier for all the, yeah. I guess, the Eurocentric armies. And look, the, the, I mean, the, Dothra- the there's no doubt that the Unsullied came off very heroic, and it was nice to see them finally as organized as they were, right? Because yeah. up until now, I don't think they've had a good treatment. They're yeah. in Marine, you're just like, this is one of the most elite fighting forces, and they're getting killed by a bunch of fucking people Huggers. with knives, right? So it was nice to see them actually go, oh, wow, the Dothraki are lethal. But it was a bit of a cheap... If you, because this racialization doesn't exist in the books, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The books is way more complicated, way more diverse. 
um, the show because they they hire extras from certain places like they go in to Morocco yeah. where a lot of the marine shots were mm-hmm. they hire Moroccan and so it ends you end up with like really bad optics a white woman in a sea of brown people yeah. being raised up as a savior right like that yeah. that's that Misa. in the books doesn't Misa. look that way yeah. right it doesn't look that way because George R. R. Martin is actually much more conscientious of a writer he's also more diverse for a medieval fantasy He's actually global medieval. It includes places that are Asian, includes places that are North African, include I mean, Dorne is entirely yeah. Moorish Spain, right? Yeah, yeah. So like he he does a great job, and all we've seen so far is that the shows literally just they cauterize those parts of it. Like a, they go brown people from Dorne, cut that out. Yeah. B- uh, brown people from Dothraki, cut that out. You know what, Black people from from yeah. Unsullied, cut that out. Like yeah. they just. They just yeah, use them Amir as said? a plot fodder. So when the Dothraki died, Amir goes, "Oh no, Kandahar is down. <laughs> oh. <laughs> they kill the Kandari. <laughs> they do. They do kill off these people really, like yeah. really cheaply. I thought, and so the optics doesn't look good. But, but also, yeah. What I'm was sorry. I, I feel like they, there's almost they 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 really ascribed the Tolkien way of like being like the Easterlings, right? Or like yeah, the, yeah. Uh, it's like we're just we're gonna focus solely on the European aspect, and like they kind of went the foreign the foreign concept is either kind of inferior. Or they're just, or they're bad, or they're not, you know, they're or they're non-existent. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, but it, it's just a bizarre way to take take away this army that was meant to be really strong. Okay, they could have killed off the Dothraki, just not in the first eight seconds, and not in the way that they did. It just didn't look right, especially for a show that's already been kind of plagued with stories of like, you guys don't do well with diversity, right? Mm-hmm. The my big problem though is less the diversity issue, though it did really highlight for me that wow, we really haven't heard. A speaking Dothraki, like they're literally just a faceless mob. Oh, yeah. At least the Unsullied have Grey Worm. Well, yeah, Cal Nogo. Yeah, or whatever. He had one line yeah. last season, right? But it's like you really did, like you Who's guys. Cal Nogo, fake ass Cal Drogo, bro. The one guy says, "Your people don't know how to fight." Right? It's like, like yeah. of all, like it's literally, you've just made them a faceless mob. Uh. But that setting them aside, just from a medieval tactics point of view, that's that's this one of my pet peeves is like whenever they depict medieval wars or any type of pre-modern conflict, they always get it wrong. Mm-hmm. They really, really get it wrong. You don't do a light cavalry charge into an infantry body like that head on. Yeah. And only the only time you do it is if you're breaking their lines. You, the army of the dead is not going to, their lines aren't going to break. So why would you charge in that way? Why would you set your artillery outside the castle walls, your catapults or your trebuchets? Why on earth would you do that? Yeah, because the second they get to the wall, they're that's a effect, dumb like, move. You know, like, it's yeah. a really, really. Dumb. And we're told that Jon Snow is this great commander and he's a great warrior, but we never see any actual evidence of it. Yeah, he, he fucks really up shit. in the Battle of the Bastards. In fact, the Battle of the Bastards is actually more accurate of a depiction of medieval conflict than this was. Oh yeah, for sure. Right. And the, one of the movies that actually does really well, I think, is Gladiator. So in Gladiator, you see the German, the Germanic army and the Roman army, they kind of meet. And then the cavalry comes out from the forest from the sides or from behind uh-huh. and breaks through the German lines. That's how cavalry is used. You generally sweep. Yeah. So a perfect tactic of this would have been you get these fuckers to come charge at you. You do what the uh, Unsullied did, put up their shields, yeah. long spear them, yeah. right? Pike the shit out of them, and as the Unsullied are kind of faced off against this wall, then you bring the Dothraki from the yeah. sides. Flank them. Flank them. Now, yeah. they're not going to break because they're they're mindless, but what we do know is that they have instinctual responses. We saw that last season, when Jon Snow comes out of the ice, mm-hmm. that some of them will t- turn away from the main force and chase after him. Yeah. In other words, they respond instinctually. So you attack with the Dothraki, get a significant number of the dead to start chasing them. They're never going to catch them on horses. Yeah. Then you sweep around the backside of the uh, Winterfell. And you attack from the other end. And you keep doing this. And what end, this ends up do- doing is it makes this massive undead horde suddenly not a single fist attacking you. It makes it way more manageable. These bastards have never played Warhammer. These bastards have yeah. never played Warhammer oh, yeah. or Risk or any yeah. type of real yeah. battle game. The problem is this all comes out of early modern warfare. The bayonet charge is what they're thinking. Oh, okay. So that's why they do what they do. Yeah. But they, they think, also... Yeah. I mean, what is it? They, um... Oh, didn't they, like... Didn't the Night King like, horns a team them with the snow? 
And they kind of like mess yeah, up the. He did bring about the snow, which or the uh, the blizzard, which made the dragons entirely useless. Yeah. But if the dragons were useless in the air, then perch them on the fucking castle walls yeah. and just burn the shit out of anyone who tries to like walk up the castle. Like one of the things I also didn't get is like Melisandre lights that the trench fires, on yeah, fire, yeah, right? Yeah. And then all the archers just stop. Yeah. It's like, okay, for once, the army isn't attacking. This is your chance know, to like pick starting, them off. Yeah. So everyone just pauses up. and stares at them. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. I know that's dramatic. It's just not realistic. Yeah, they fucking make a the zombie bridge. Yeah, they make a the zombie fire. bridge. That was kind of cool. That was it. It's yeah. an example of like, uh, same with them like going up the walls, like yeah. walking over each other. Like, you don't mess with these people. Right? Yeah, like, I think they're they, uh, mindless. What's yeah. It's interesting is that you kind of look at. You, I, I think a lot when people kind of write the zombie thing, right? The mindless zombie army. All you gotta do, you just look at ant the way the ants yeah. collectively work, and you're just like, wow, this is exactly how yeah, ants. You don't want to fucking. Right? You don't mess with them. No, oh, yeah, no. So just think about like the like piles, of, like the piles. I, I thought it was a really cool visual effect how they just they're constantly running into the fire to yeah. like make the bridge. You would think though they'd be like, okay, well. We should set more fires. Yeah, <laughs> at the very least. So it look, something M- like Melisandre showed up. I'm like, kept yelling, "Where's the wildfire? Oh yeah, where's wildfire? Yeah. Where's where's more Melisandres? What was the point of her leaving? If she's coming back only to set fire, she could have just hung around Westeros. She did this no, whole. No, kicked her out. I know. Huh. No, no, they kicked her out of the north. Huh. Why did she leave? She couldn't. She did this whole thing of she was going to go somewhere. I thought, in terms of storytelling, this would have been an opportunity to bring back the second sons. Yeah. Right? Yeah, she, goes, she goes yeah. back and goes, your queen needs you, brings Dario Naharis. What a, that would have been an emotional, like, oh, shit, look, the second yeah. signs of joy. Look at that, her, yeah. her, ex, her ex, and with her new, with her, her new ex-boy, boy. right? Like, see, that would have introduced that. Or she would have brought the red priests. Imagine what five Melisandres could have done. I know. Or six fire. Melisandres. That's right. Ten Melisandres. Birth yeah. and shadow babies all right? over the place. Rather than yeah. one Melisandre. And, uh, you know, she's had difficulty setting that one fire. What if they're fucking setting fire left and right? Yeah, because they show that there was other red priestesses. And There's lots priests. of them. In fact, they hinted they had a really hot one in Marine. Kinvara was supposed to be super powerful and mysterious. The and one then, in Marine, right? The one in Marine. And then... Yeah. Nothing. Yeah, she showed up for one episode. They literally hired that actress for one episode. She was hot. To spook Varys, and that's it. Yeah. She talked about his penis. What? And I think yeah. a lot of people also were upset because they're like, you know that this these guys can raise the dead. Why, put it, why are you putting the women and the children in the crypts? Yeah, that was a given... I, we called that. Yeah, called like that, that made no sense. And you know what pissed me off? That little grayscaled bitch talking about she's going to protect the Crips. You didn't do a good job of protecting the Crips, you little grayscaled bitch. She wasn't grayscaled. It was burned. Whatever. Yeah. She didn't she's do a little kid. Child, you she shouldn't have said she was going to protect the Crips. You know, there was a whole theory that that child was actually Melisandre, that Melisandre had glamoured herself as a child and then right. was going to reveal. This is, this is part of, I think, part of the disappointment that people feel is because they create such wild fucking theories yeah. that the shows just fail to live up to. Right. But it's like, if, if they did something that was equivalently interesting it wouldn't be a big yeah. deal no i it was it was this was, look i'm okay with the way it ended but i think there yeah. was a lot uh, it was not nearly as emotional let's, as endgame was surprisingly okay. yeah. let's get to the high points of yeah. this episode all right first off that fucking score that ramin jawadi did gorgeous score yeah, amazing. amazing i've been listening amazing. to that non-stop since Sunday but he night. does a great job i listened to his uh, the destruction of the Sept of Baelor yeah. over and over because he does this thing he layers his music where so like, as the drama builds he adds in more instruments so yeah. piano then strength and then he pulls back mm-hmm. so that it beca- that almost becomes really quiet it's like so the deafening then, quiet then, yeah, so yeah. it starts off if you ever go if you, in my opinion one of the, the best scores of all time is the destruction of the Sept of Baelor listen yeah. it builds 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 he adds layers every, as as the kids kill off yeah. a Grandmaster Pycelle as uh, Lancel gets stabbed it builds and Pycelle then dies? Pycelle dies. The one with the beard? Grandmaster Pycelle is killed by kids, remember? Oh, yeah. yeah. Because Kyburn's the one that, that they have. So he, it builds, right. and then it pulls all the way back. Yeah. It becomes super quiet. And then it, all of a sudden, all of it comes back at once. It's really well done in terms of drama. Yeah. Beautiful score. But that was one of my... I think that was the highest point. Really good. Yeah. I thought the dragons were realistic. Yeah. Yeah, they so look good. They look really good. And the dragons Compared to episode... Two or one or whatever it was where one. they flew on it. Uh, yeah. I was a little funky this time. They looked really good, I thought. Okay. Fucking Arya, bro. Arya yeah, MVP. with the MJ fucking switching hands mid fucking brilliant. Brilliant. Stabbing brilliant the motherfucker. Done. I thought most, I thought all of Arya's fight scenes were amazing. Yeah. You, you saw her just kick. Yeah. Ah, she fucking designed this beautiful weapon for that herself. That really worked for her, yeah. <laughs> no, I think, and there's some pushback against Arya. Uh, people on Twitter have been calling her a Mary Sue character. She's not. 
Mm-hmm. The Mary Sue character is very is Superman, basically, right? Yeah, yeah. Just too powerful for no reason. Arya's the exact opposite. Arya's demonstrated is probably the only person in Game of Thrones that have demonstrated real growth. Like I know people talk about Sansa, Sansa, right? But Sansa, like she just hung out with Littlefinger. The idea that she's got suddenly become this brilliant military tactician or political tactician, I'm not so sure about. I'm not on board with. She has done an amazing job, though. Don't get me wrong. Her yeah. character has developed really well. But the person who's really actually trained, Arya, yeah. Yeah. from when she was a kid with Sirio Farrell, yeah. then she was with Yorin. Yeah. Right, learned how to sneak with Oyorin, learned from Tywin Lannister yeah. surreptitiously. Like she didn't yeah. directly learn, like, but he taught her. Wise, yeah, yeah, learned yeah. a little bit. Then the Hound, yeah. then Jacques and Hagar. Like yeah. she's gone, she's gone through, gone through, gone through it, gone through it all. Yeah. She's not a Mary Sue. In fact, I was surprised that she was the one who did it. She killed the sense. Night King, but yeah. I was on board. I'm like, it, yeah. perfect, yeah. Uh, perfect yeah. person. Her, she showed more skill development in the seasons yeah. than most. She characters did more yeah. than everyone else did. Yeah, yeah. In fact, like in terms of like effectiveness. Nobody was as effective as her. That's Nobody. True. Yeah. She did more to she did more to redeem the Stark family than anyone else. Anybody. Yeah. Like I mean, Jon Snow. If you think about it, didn't do a lot this episode. Didn't do shit. Right? He's like he fucking went after even Danny. Like at one point, Danny managed to be stupid enough to let a bunch of zombie. I mean, you have to be really dumb to allow a flying dragon to get over, nearly overcome by zombies. Yeah. Why? Because she just hung out there for a few moments. I know. It's like it was like you're. What are you doing? So when you think about it, technically, she's the reason why Jorah's dead. Yeah, Jorah. I mean, of all the of, of Arya, but I will say, as much as I loved Arya being the person to do it, I wasn't entirely on board, especially as time with how it happened. Yeah, right. Because she had trouble like hiding from the whites. And then she was able to sneak past all the White Walkers yeah. in the Night King. Like, they all have trouble hiding from the Whites at one point in her life. <laughs> so my brother's friend came up with this theory, like, the fucking hound just threw her from us. <laughs> the Gim leader. Yeah. The Gim leader. Just tossed her ass. Dwarf <laughs> toss. Yeah, that's funny. Here you go. No, I mean, it is like... It's not, and it's not just that she was able to... Sneak, I'm even okay with this. It's just... You don't build up an existential threat for eight seasons... And then give it such a lack of a I got conclusion. A, I got a theory. Yeah. I got you know a theory. I mean? And don't laugh at this theory. We're gonna, yeah, yeah, it's we're gonna no, because you always fucking... All my theories you laugh at. But look. <laughs> shut up, bitch. Listen and then fucking decide. And then laugh. Okay. Yeah. okay. All right. I can agree to these terms. We have terms on that. All right. The Night King. When we first saw him, he touches a baby. Right? Touch the baby. Baby turns into a White Walker. Yeah. Right? He touches the dragon. The dragon turns into like a fucking undead dragon. Yeah. Who else has he touched? Bran. He's touched Bran. Not physically though. He's got his mark on him. Yeah, but right? it's, not, it's not a physical so, mark. It's a spiritual mark. Yeah, it's from when he was warging or he was whatever. Warging. It's right. not a real. He has never physically touched Bran. But look, here's the thing. All right. Maybe I have too much hope for the show that he's going to become the Night's King. I don't think yeah, so. Yeah. Maybe Bran so. is the big bad. I don't right? think so. Wait. We know that Maybe, this, who knows? This, this story isn't supposed to end on a good note. No, it's not that it's not supposed to end on a good... It's that it's a bittersweet ending. People m- misunderstand this a lot. They think that George R. R. Martin is going to end it on a sour note. No, no. Bittersweet means that it's a happy ending, but it's a happy ending at a cost. Think end of the Lord of the Rings. They win, but everyone leaves. The Fellowship never meets again. The uh, ha- uh, Frodo and Bilbo leave. Gandalf leaves. But they all met. They, they all laughed leave. and were like, ah. No, it's a sad. It's a sad yeah. ending. It's a happy but sad ending. True. It's like it's like what you. Do, it's like okay, you're able to move on. So like, there's gonna be a happy ending, but it's bittersweet in that sense. Like it's not gonna be all horrible because if you leave it on a horrible end, no one's gonna be happy about it. Yeah. Right? No one will watch. No one will buy the DVDs. I don't right. No one will watch the prequel. I'm gonna be fucking yeah. miserable. I think. Um, the risk here is this is why my how question is a big deal for a second. I would have if I was writing this, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have killed off Dorn. the Night King here. Uh, what I would have done is made Winterfell fall yeah. and forced them to become refugees fleeing south. Yeah. Then I would have had it so that Cersei is just as bad. This the uh, Golden Company shows up, decimates them even further, and right when they're about to defeat be defeated by the Golden Company, then the Night King attacks. And the Night King just destroys indiscriminately everybody. And it's in that moment that the Night King gets killed by Arya. This way, the stakes are higher. Because if you think about it now, one, everybody that was major survived. Yeah. Who died? Jorah. Jorah, which was emotional. He was the most major person that died. But the perfect way for him to go. Dolores, sad face Ed. 
Dolores, I mean, we knew he wasn't going to survive. Yeah. yeah. Right? He knew he wasn't going to survive. The fucking mm-hmm. most badass character, Leanna Mart... Uh, Leanna Stark. But again, Mar- 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 yeah. but again, we also knew, you know, I mean, yeah. she's a minor they character. They kind of hinted at it. Yeah. But the... the she's kind of fucking giant. But what was it? Derek Burke Barrick? Yeah. Derek Don Darren? Derek. No, no. What's his, the way he says Derek, Derek Doc Derek. Yeah, Derek, 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 Derek. Derek. He dies. I called that. I told you but last But it was week. like, of all the ways for him to die, like, he brought, was brought back eight times so that he could haul, hold a hallway? For for Art, yeah. yeah was, the hound yeah. could have done that. Yeah, but you don't want to kill off the hound. The hound's got to kill. Yeah, but he couldn't. He could have done it without dying. The hound was already saving her. You were telling me Melisandre couldn't have been like, "Hey, hound, get your ass up there and save Arya." Yeah, because technically, all all Beric Dondarrion did was tell was tell the hound when he was quivering, "Hey, look, she's trying to survive." No, he, so he would go and, like, and save he's her. Like, it's we're fighting death. No one can defeat death. Tell her that. It was a, but that was that was nice. That was foreshadowing. No yeah, one no, no. can defeat death. Yeah, no, no. I get, I get it. She's Again, no this is what I said: is that they create these cinematic moments and then they build around it. So it's about it's about setup and payoff. That's mm-hmm. that's what they do well at. But that doesn't lend to good storytelling. Yeah, I would have. Yeah, I, I was like, I, I would have loved for them to be like. The hound finally gets over his fear of fire, and he takes up Beric Dondarrion's flaming sword, and starts fucking shit up, yeah. calling look, everyone a cunt. Look, now that <laughs> everyone has survived, all the major characters have survived, mm-hmm. and maybe a couple will die next episode, right? But now that all the major characters have kind of survived, anything that happens to them over the next three episodes, they could be tortured by Cersei. It's just not going to have the same emotional stake, because... They survive the existential threat. Yeah. This, if you can't spend eight seasons telling people that none of this matters, this great bad is the, is the end, the worst, the yeah. horrible, that's the great war. And then when the great war is over, be like, all right, now we got to go back to our other yeah. fighting. It just doesn't work that yeah, way. I think, no, sorry. Go no, 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 go on, go on. No, I think they, really, they actually really cheapened they did. the army of the dead in yeah, this they episode. Did. And look, I'm okay with the Night King not being the big bad. I've said it before. Yeah. I like the intrigue. I like the politics. I like that humans are the worst here. The Night King shouldn't have been this evil character. If they were going to make him who he was, one, either flesh him out more. Yeah. Why was, the, why was he marching? Please don't just say because he was death. Don't say that. That's dumb. That's a really dumb, like, in, like oh, that's our twist on the evil. It's not Sauron. He wants to rule the world. It's death. But death isn't evil. We know that because in Game of Thrones, death already has the faceless men who see their job as acts of mercy. Yeah. So you can't, at the one hand, be like, oh, he's merciful. Oh, yeah, he's this evil, big, bad person. Then why is he after Bran? He's the memory of the world. Okay, then why the fuck did he march on Old Town? Yeah. yeah. Should have burned the books. Burn the books. Yeah, I mean, I, that's sense. probably the only time I'd ever say something like that. But you know yeah. what I mean? Like, it doesn't make sense why. And we've already heard also that there are more people living in. Uh, King's Landing than all of the North combined. True. If he was after life, take out King's Landing. Yeah. And why all the mystery and intrigue about stealing books and shit from when it the did masters nothing. when it did not when it meant nothing? I don't understand that whole the, part. This is this is what I call very sloppy writing. They do these kind of things that look dramatic, but like there is no real connection. But do so we, we we may end up with the only reason the Night King marched is because he's death. And the only th- connection that Bran and the Night King have is that Bran- the Night King touched him. And the Three-Eyed Raven is the Three-Eyed Raven. There's no explanation of what the fuck the Three-Eyed Raven is, but it is. That's, ba- that's really, really bad writing. Well, you can leave. You don't have to explain everything. But there's got to be some finality, well, some conclusion. Yeah. They're not storytellers. They're not. Benny, they're not. Uh, Benioff and Weiss are not storytellers. They're, they're, f- not. they're adapters. Yeah. They fucking adapted the Kite Runner, one of them. One of the worst adaptations. Of did the they book. do Kite Runner? Yeah, one of them did the Kite Runner. Holy shit! I, I think it was uh, Benioff that did the I Kite Runner. I think there's a huge difference between what you see as like a, a story writing, TV writing too, in the sense that you know uh, George R. R. Martin or you know any fantasy writer seeks to kind of flesh out the histories yeah. and everything that's going on, whereas a TV writer only goes as far as he needs to to yeah. explain what's going on. Yep. In this situation, they don't even bother with the uh, the Night King being anything other than. A big army that they needed to fight. It was just a plot point. Yeah, which I kind of went okay, but it's like no, no one knows why the Nike. Like they don't understand what why why yeah. it's coming, the, what's the, going the on. The difference is in the books, world building serves a purpose. Yeah. In the shows, the world building is only a tool for the plot. That's it. And when it's not convenient, they just ignore it. That's a prime example, being what you just mentioned, the books. Yeah. It the only thing it did is it built the world so that you could find out that there's dragon glass on Dragonstone. That's it. 
It's, yeah. And it, Jorah got healed. That's it. Nothing else came out of it. Or, or, or you know, Jon Snow's lineage, right? So it literally just served those plot points. But it didn't do anything. Like, we're never going to talk about the old town again. No yeah, maesters no again. Those books aren't playing a role again. Maybe yeah. they will, but... Unlikely. Like, what was the point of having the so in other words, the lower like, yeah. portion of it is completely just falls apart. Just falls apart. Because it doesn't actually do anything to build the world. It just fur- furthers these. It almost acts like a weird. It's not Deus Ex. It's just a weird like we need some way to resolve this question. Okay, send him to Old Town. Yeah, I think that's the one of the realities of it. When you have a story like this that doesn't have any form of narration connected to it, whereas, you know, in Lord of the Rings, right, they had a little bit of kind of the intros and the outros yeah. of, like, of a, of a Gandalf kind of narrating the things that are going on yeah. a little bit. In this situation, it's not so much that, so they really kind of rely on you to fill in the blanks. The problem is there's so many blanks that there's yeah. not, you really can't they create rely, a cohesive, They like, rely on the yeah. fact that these actors are amazing. Yeah, yeah, because all Macy these- Williams, God, she was good. Sansa and and yeah, fucking, Sophie Turner's oh gotten a lot God, better. God, Sophie as an Turner and and uh, Peter Dinklage's scenes in the crypts. I thought they were gonna kill. Fucking each other. loved it. I thought they were gonna kill each other. Either You're that, or I'm like, or they rekindled for a single moment. Fuck I, off. I thought that maybe like they'll get back together. Yeah, right? yeah. she said. She said you were the best of them. Like, yeah. there is so much good acting, and that's where I think Game of Thrones excels. She was married twice. right? Is that yeah. This really bad, and like again, this is a mixed bag. Great battle scene, not on board with the tactics, but emotional, uh, really powerful moments. I mean, the moment where Drogon is comforting Danny while oh, she's yeah. she's holding Jorah. Yeah. What a great scene, right? Yeah. You feel it. You feel it. Yeah. Jorah's been through hell, yeah. and he's been, he's been, he's been stalwart. Yes, poor guy. Right? You know what this is fucking teaches women? Find yourself a nice protective man to keep in the no, friend zone. Stop it, stop it. You fucking men's right activist. Yeah, yeah. Piece of shit. I'm kidding. I'm woke. Um, I wouldn't say so, things like uh, that. You know, like, in those terms, and then in terms of acting, what a great act. But in terms of storytelling, they took a risk, and I'm not sure it paid off. I think the Arya was the best decision. It was great. I loved it. I didn't want it to be John. Don't subvert that stupid... Uh, chosen one mentality yeah. but now by doing that and doing it this early on and the way that you did it what was Ozora High what was the prince that was promised yeah. what was the long night the long night lasted a day <laughs> Literally. the great existential threat was dealt with the first time the armies met in real conflict up until this point the armies had not they'd been running the wildlings had been running they had never met the army of the dead full on like this before and the army of the dead gets destroyed in the first ba- real battle it faces yeah. they're like what was everyone what? worried about these past this isn't a business in that big a deal if it was all it took was that then why on earth didn't you hire a bunch of faceless men true look yeah I mean, yeah i'm gonna i'm give gonna valerian steel send them in yeah i'm gonna end it on this note all right some guy on twitter uh, he's he's got a scorpion emoji. Yeah. His name is I don't know what the H Town Outlaws seven one three. He uh, he gave some awards, yeah. for like NBA awards. So Arya yeah. equals Finals MVP. Yeah. Melisandre equals Most Improved. Yeah. Daenerys slash Jon Snow regular season MVPs. Theon Defensive Player of the Year. That motherfucker. He did a good job of protecting Bran. Yeah. Uh, Lyanna Mormont Rookie of the Year. And then Bran, coach of the year. Mm. And they said, Beric Dark Darien. Beric Dark Derek came close for defensive player. Yeah, I don't know what the hell his purpose was other than yeah. raised eight times just so he could die in a hallway. What the fuck? Yeah. So, and the just, I don't. Like, yeah, why I don't did she walk know. into the wasteland? <laughs> like, why, did she what, what, why did she give up at the end? Is that it? That was just, yeah. Her only purpose was that? Yeah. I mean, is her if this was an existential threat, is her god the only god involved? Yeah. Where are the seven? Why aren't the seven sending people? She's got all these powers and knowledge, and uh, somehow we don't understand. Like, why is it that her god, her cruel ass god, I know, right? Granted, why does he care? Yeah. He's sacrificing little kids. Why the fuck does he care that the Night King's gonna kill people? I know. I don't understand. I mean, technically, the Night King is taking the kids from Castle. He's technically the Night King and that god yeah. have more in common. Than in fact, think. that's another storyline yeah. that you just like. Okay, so what? Do, what was the whole purpose of Craster's Keep and the kids? Yeah. If there, were, if that wasn't going to be part of the resolution, again, I thought it was going to be some type of contract, whatever. Um, I, I'm going to end with two, two important. I just, I just want you to see the reference to the Michael Jordan switch hands. 
Okay, yeah. So, uh, uh, Shannon Chakrabarty, Bordy, who is a very, she wrote a, a series of really, really good uh, fantasy books that are that center the Middle East, the city of bronze or the city of brass. I forgot what it's called. Check it out. Uh, she's really good. It's one of the few fantasy series that involves uh, the Middle East and, and draws a lot of lore there. She wrote, yes, I mean, spectacularly bad storytelling in terms of tension for the rest of the season, plot holes, and flouting the rules of war and politics that make the books great. But I am appreciating the open fan service and enjoyed the scene. That is, she, she, like me, that's where I'm at. I love the Arya bit. Yeah. But bad storytelling, horrible for tension for the rest of the year, big plot holes, rules of war and politics just thrown out the window. It is what it is. And then I think Adam Serwer, who does a really good job of talking about race in the United States, he wrote this fantastic uh, bit about the Southern strategy in Trump and also his big one that he's won awards for is that cruelty is the point he talks about. He says, The handling of the Dothraki and the Unsullied last night reminded me of why I hope the Game of Thrones producers never get around to actually making Confederate. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I yeah. think that, that sums up, both of those sum up what I felt about the episode yes this is gonna be weird going on yeah um before we end quick yeah. shout out to my boy johnny tips yeah jonathan tipton he gave me a, a new way to torture you come on ali can't you say oh is that is, uh, at this moment also yeah, i think he's on uh, john tipton is on the same page with us a lot of his kind of critiques uh, that he tweeted w- with us on board 100 yeah. percent. it's him just, and uh, mary elizabeth too, mary sure. elizabeth yeah i think yeah. i'm well i agree with mary elizabeth as well as so the idea is like i've never been too invested in the existential dead zombie shit yeah, uh, politics have always been my favorite. It's just the handling of it. So we'll see what goes on. Maybe they'll surprise us. Three episodes, and we'll all walk away going, <gasps> "That was amazing." Or more than likely, we'll walk away feeling like we did when we watched just Lost. Judging by the first three episodes, we're gonna be like, "Yeah, a bit unsatisfying." When there's three left, it is what it is. Yeah. All right, Diz, why don't you take us out? Yeah. All right, you can catch us on Facebook, Facebook.com/slash Currently Nerdy, Twitter at Currently Nerdy, uh, Instagram at Currently Nerdy, Tumblr Currently Nerdy Tumblr.com, YouTube YouTube.com/slash Currently Nerdy. We're on Stitcher, Google Play, and the iTunes podcast app. So if you haven't subscribed, make sure you subscribe. If you're already subscribed, make sure you give us a five-star rating and review. And if you've already done all of those, steal your friends' phones and make them subscribe to our podcast. We'll love you for it. Mm. Uh, if you want to get a hold of us individually, you can. V, how can I get a hold of you? Find me on Twitter and Instagram at VTRAN214. It's V-Y-T-R-A-N-214 on my website, thesandwichslayer.com. You can catch me on my website at aliolovemy.com, on Twitter and Instagram at A-A-O-L-O-M-I, or on our sister podcast, Head on History. Yes, you can find me everywhere at Dizbulla, D-I-Z-B-U-L-L-A-H. For everyone here at Currently Nerdy, thank you for tuning in. And remember, stay smart, sexy nerds. We love you 3000, and all hail the Currently Nerdy Empire. <laughs>